All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Trainer's Tribe. My name is Kyle Wood and with me is my fabulous co-host. Oh, fabulous. Thank you. It's uh, Dale Swobble to me. I like that. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, so today uh, we we were going to talk about, we've been doing a series on the five steps to launching your first online uh, offering, whether it's a service or a product or something. We know a lot of trainers are thinking about doing that at the moment. So we've put together a series. Today uh, is meant to be on step four, which was about sort of picking your platform to build on. Uh, but as we were chatting about this before the podcast episode aired, we realized uh, something that, that might even be more helpful to talk about, which is talking about partnerships. So partnering up with someone on a project where you know you bring your your skills together, your different sets of skills together to create something that individually you wouldn't have been able to create. Hmm. So uh, yeah, we think that's a really good topic and definitely something to uh, to consider if you feel like the idea you have is beyond your skill set. I, I love this as well, and I know we, we we ended up speaking for about half an hour about it before Cole before. So um, let's yeah. get back into that now. Um, I've used this story multiple times. I think along different podcasts we've done together. But um, originally, this podcast created and we became mates because I reached out to you. I reached out and said, yeah. "Hey, Cole, this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, would you be interested in catching up? I'm I'm keen to run a podcast. I just." don't have the time or I don't want to do it by myself. I'd like to do it with someone else. And that's how essentially this all became. So I think yeah. that's a really good point on a partnership. And I know we're talking about a partnership before that there are different ways of doing it. And I think the best way, if you're thinking about something new at the moment, then why not do it and start it from the ground up with somebody else? It makes it more enjoyable. You share the load and as well, we've got completely different skill sets, but we've got the same skill sets in a certain way as well. And, you know, we really sort of complement each other, different personalities. We have, mm. like, I, I don't know, what, what's your take on that? Because I think um, I enjoy this because I actually, while we're doing this, I'm learning from you as well. So it's not just, you know, we're, we're creating a podcast for other people. We are learning off each other. We've become really good friends now as well. And that's what can happen when you reach out to somebody that, you know, you may want to do something with, or you think that they've got the skill sets that could really help you create something really cool together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I've done a few different partnership things over the years and oh, there's so much, so much we could talk about, but yeah, in terms of like the experience, you're right. Like working with someone, I think who shares similar values to you is really important. I think uh, that's something that comes up a lot. People are like, oh, how do I find someone I can trust Like that I'm yeah. going into this thing with? So I think that make sure you've got the same values, but then making sure if you if you want to be friends with them, they they can be you know very similar to you. But if you're going to work together, it actually helps if, like you said, there are differences. You don't want to partner with someone who's identical to you because you'll have the same blind spots and you'll, you know, you'll continually walk into that. So it's good to have someone who who sees projects different to you, who sees ideas different to you, not just ha not just that they have a different set of skill sets, but that they have a, like a slightly different lens that they see 
you know, the world and they see business because like you said, you'll learn from each other. And, uh, you know, as long as you've got that same values, you can disagree on things, but then talk about it and, and, you know, like come to some sort of agreement. Uh, yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, sort of. And I, I guess oh. <laughs> one, one, no, no, it was. And I think when you think about it, that a, a lot of time people, I don't know, they sometimes get nervous about partnering up with someone firstly, because they're like, oh, what, what happens if rejection, right? And rejection yeah, is yeah. like big time. Like, do you know what I mean? You just need to put yourself out there. Like put it aside because if you're too worried about rejection, if I'd have been worried about Kyle saying, no, I don't want to partner up with you, Dale, I'd rather do it by myself or I've had this idea. Cool. Well, that that's fine. But you've got to put yourself out there because if you don't, nothing will ever happen. No one's unless someone might knock on your door and say, "Hey, would you like to be a partner with me?" But that's not always going to happen. And do you know what? Not every partnership's going to work as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, Kyle, we caught up. We I, I got along well. I knew your work for a long time. You didn't know me. You didn't know my work. Um, but you saw something and you took a risk. Do you know what I mean? All partnerships—they're not always going to work. But what I yeah. find from that is yeah. that's another that's lesson. Do you know what I mean? That you learn from these opportunities. You learn from, it might be like you've started a boot camp and it didn't work well, or you've started personal training or, or you've done something in the past and it didn't work well. Then you take what did work well and you start again and you do it again and yeah. it makes it better. And I feel it's exactly the same with a partnership that the things you learn from dealing with somebody else and creating something together and sharing a workload and scheduling time for both of it to work they are skills that will help you in so many other facets of your business. Mm-hmm. So don't always look as a partnership if it doesn't work as a failure. And sometimes you need to just have some confidence in yourself that put yourself out there for one. And if somebody isn't keen, it's not a reflection of you. It may be that they don't want to partner up with someone. And I think there's two things from there that don't use a rejection as a failure. And if the partnership is a failure, don't use that as a negative. All right. And I think too often that is something that I see that people are like, oh, what happens if it doesn't work? And I'm like, now beauty, that's great because I can guarantee you will get something good out of that. And you may even get like a connection if this didn't work out between us, at least we used to catch up for some really nice lunches on a Friday at Mr. Wednesdays, is it? Was it Mr. Friday's? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Mr. Wednesday, I think. Yeah, yeah you went there yeah. every day. You should know. Um, <laughs> it's been <laughs> but, a while now, though. Yeah, I know it is. Um, um, but do you know what I mean? Like, at least we made a connection and, and down the track it might have worked out with something else. Um, so yeah. that's my sort of thing on this. So just put yourself out there. you got nothing to lose, I guess. Well, and it did. Like, we stopped for a while, you know, just because other projects and things like that. And then we, we did start up again. So, um, yeah, it didn't mean, and you know, I never saw it as a failure. I was always proud of the work that we put out there, but uh, yeah, you'll have, uh, I think what might be helpful is to like, for us to maybe like share some tips cool. for people on like, cause that, especially if you've never been in a partnership before, or you've been in a partnership and you got kind of burned that um, there are some sort of smart things you can do uh, to approach it and have, you know, more chance of success. Mm. Oh, there definitely is. So, and and I know yeah. that um, I've been in, I'm still in a number of other partnerships. Some are very successful, some aren't. And um, do you know what I mean? That I think that's just part of it. And uh, so what what would be your tips? Because I, as we said, I always like learning from you, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I look at, you know, the connection, well, I think five years or so we've been doing this now. Yeah. And um, that always hasn't been 
a working partnership. That's just been a friendship as well. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. um, we had a break, like you said. Um, we've done retreats together. I've come and helped on yours. We're presented in yeah. Australia. We're presented in New Zealand. Um, do you know what I mean? Like it's amazing what happens when you just reach out to somebody for a podcast. What can actually happen when you do that? And you're like, oh, there's more possibilities here. It'll open up so many more doors than you ever even thought. You're like, oh, I've always thought of doing that, but I never thought it was possible. Now with somebody else, they may have the connections and off you go. So yeah. what are some of yeah. your tips for, you know, partnering up or reaching out to somebody? Oh. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. Oh, there's a few, there's a few that, I, that I want to, it's like, oh, where do I start? Uh, so, uh, so a couple of things like, so with skill sets, I want to say like, there's things that you enjoy doing in your business and there's things that you, you don't enjoy doing in your business. And, um, sometimes you'll have skills that, you know, you can do a good job at the things that you don't really enjoy doing, but what can happen, especially if you line up with someone who's a bit too similar to you is that you or they end up because they're good at it, even though they don't enjoy it, they end up doing the parts of the business, um, that the other person can't do. And then what happens then is that is like just dissatisfaction. So one partner is really enjoying the work that they're doing <laughs> and the other partner probably wants to do that stuff as well, but they end up doing this other stuff, you know, like maybe like the business admin stuff and things like that, that they don't enjoy so much. And uh, yeah, that can lead to, to issues down the track just because that partner who's doing the stuff they don't enjoy all the time, they'll just get burnt out. So if you can, you know, we're both people who, who like, you know, taking action and doing things like that. Uh, but then there's people out there who love, who love spreadsheets. They love organization. They love the nitty gritty. And so that's something to look for as well. If you're, um, going to partner up, uh, so yeah, earlier we were talking about these combinations we see out there where people develop, you know, a software product and it's two of them. And often one person is sort of the face of the company, one partner who like goes out, makes the connections, does the marketing, does all sort of like the front of house stuff. And the other person's more the back end person. They do all the coding and development and stuff like that. So ideally in that partnership, the person who's doing all the coding and development, like web development and or app development or all that stuff, ideally they love that. They're not interested in being the face of the company. They can't think of anything worse than being the face <laughs> of the company. They don't want to interact with customers. They just don't want to deal with that. They just want to like, be in their space. Um, and then, yeah, ideally the person who's front of house is much more enjoys that. They don't want to spend all day in front of the computer coding and things like that. They want to be that person who's out um, doing that stuff. So that's like, yeah, that's an example of like a good combination. But where that could potentially go wrong is um, if say both people have some skills with coding and then both of them still like being kind of public in the public and then sort of one of them will get lumped into the other and that can cause issues. Yeah. And then I, I just sort of think back to probably when we were doing our workshops and stuff like that, it's a very similar sort of setup that I love like the, the crazy energy and going nuts and mm -hmm. you, it, it takes a lot more energy for you to do that. Whereas running yeah. the back end and doing all the online stuff, you were so good at that. And I really yeah. struggle with that. And I didn't know that at the start, but it's really funny how when a partnership works and the ones that I've still got good partnerships with are exactly like that, where my partner compliments me and together, yeah. together the product we produce is better than what I could do by myself. 
And yep. I think that is the key with this. That, um, together, if you can put your skill sets together and make that better than what you could do by yourself, then that's when you should have a partnership. But yeah. if, like you said, if you've got the same skill set and you're clashing a little bit and you could probably do exactly what your partner's doing, then maybe that is not a good partnership because it's not actually adding value or um, building a better brand because you're both a similar person. So I think that's mm -hmm. a really good point. I know we're talking about the, the podcast platform that we use for this podcast and you were just saying that exactly like that, that one of the people yeah. loves building the back end and the yeah. other person is at the front selling. And that's a great partnership yeah. because they're doing skills that the other one doesn't want to do or can't do. And together they're creating a two-man team that essentially yeah. is a, a huge business. Whereas mm -hmm. when you look at like Netflix or something like that, it's that's a massive company. So you should never compare. Yeah. And I think this is- Yeah, where, exactly. Yeah. Like you should never compare, oh, look how good that company's going. Or look at these marketing companies that say they can get all these different followers and things. They've got hundreds of people working for them. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to, starting out, there will just be one or two of you or maybe yeah. three, but then you need to make sure the three of you have got different skill sets as well because- if you're starting out, you've got to be able to wear a lot of different hats. You've got to be able to do a yeah. lot of different things. Um, so never compare yourself. And I think that's a really hard one as well because yeah. you see people doing what you want to do and you want to get there, but you, you can't compare, can you? You've got to take yeah. each day and each step as they come. Yeah. And that made me think of something with the speaking of, you know, coming together to work versus having like a, hiring people as a team of people. And you've got something to say on this about collaborative projects, which uh, I'll get you to say in a sec. But yeah, what, what I thought of was how the another sort of benefit to have a partnership is that you're not paying someone. So if you are trying to like bootstrap something um, that you work out some sort of revenue sharing and be really clear about that. And it doesn't always have to be 50-50 as well. If one person's kind of doing this in the spare time, the other person's doing this like full bore, you know, work that out, what that actually is going to look like. It doesn't have, don't just always think oh, it has to be 50, 50. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that would be my thing as well. Recommendation is like, if you're, if you've got this idea and you don't have the money to hire someone, then bring someone in um, as a partner collaboratively can help. Dale's frowning. Cause I know he's got something to say about this. No, no, no. I, I just think I, I do like that. And the one thing I love about starting out with somebody else is a lot of time you'll know in your business that nobody really understands what is you're going through or the work you're putting in. Or so sometimes it is just really nice to share that with somebody. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and I think that's one thing I've really struggled with since mm. leaving teaching is that I always had a staff room or you always had people to not not complain or vent to, but you had people to support you as well when times were tough. Whereas when you're creating products online and, and a lot of the things I've done God, with websites and things, I've got no idea what I'm doing. I'm, I've learned, but at the start, I'm paying people to do things that are, I've got no idea about them whatsoever. And mm -hmm. it's stressful. It builds anxiety. And the worst thing about it is, a lot of time it costs a lot of money because these people don't actually know what you're trying to say and you don't know what they're doing. So um, I've found that, yes, I've had some businesses that haven't gone that well with somebody else, but I've also, on a positive, I've got some fantastic partnerships. And this is just one of them from 
seeing where things go and not having huge expectations. And I think that's mm. the big thing. If you have these ridiculous expectations of what you're going to create and revenue mm. you're bringing in and, and things like that, then it's never going to work. Whereas if you just want to create something and see what happens, um, I think that is where I think the benefit of a partnership really works well. Was that the story you, you wanted me to share or did you think of something uh, else? Yeah, I was thinking more about how you said it was really important though that the project is collaborative, that it's an idea that you come up together, yes. that you form together, yep. rather than one person having a really strong idea. And I will talk about a caveat for this. I've got an example where this didn't work. But um, but yeah, usually it's better if, if you're coming together and creating this idea together, then it's both yours rather than you uh, having yeah. the idea, getting someone else in, and then, you know, like that can feel really unbalanced. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't feel, and what I find as well is that it'll always be yours because you created it. So there's always going to be mm. some tension there. Oh, you're not working as hard. I've put in this amount of time before you come. It doesn't mm. work, I don't feel. So mm. what I think, if you are starting something, start it together and make it yours. It's nobody else's. Um, yeah, you yep. might not have full ownership each or 50-50 each, and, and that's something you can work out. But the idea, the concept, and the back-end work to create that is yours together. Whereas if yeah. you've already created something and you want to get somebody else on board, then I, I don't know how this works. And this I still don't really understand how to do this that well, but um, I wouldn't be giving them ownership of your business. I'd be, I'd be looking to pay them. And hopefully, you know, at that stage you've built something up or a product mm. that you want to release that you're in a position that that's bringing in enough revenue to maybe cover that person's fee or something like that. Um, yeah. I just feel when you're giving away a percentage of what you've already created that deep down, that's not essentially what you want to be doing. So I don't know. What, what's your story? I, I love your stories, Cole. This is good. You're going to get your I hands think, going. <laughs> I think that would be, I think it's okay to bring someone in, but they've got to be bringing something big to the table. And then cool. again, like I said, the revenue split doesn't have to be 50, 50. So maybe they're bringing a big audience in or something like that. That's going to help you scale the business. And in that case, it makes sense. Um, and in that case, you'd want to look for evidence and that they've you know done that. And so one story I read about was, you know, in I don't hear it as much now. I don't know if they still run it, but it's big when I was still training people was the Michelle Bridges 12-week body transformation. They do a huge launch. You know, it seemed like every single one of my female clients would sign up to this. And um, the... Yeah, so that, I was reading the story about how that started. So that was actually a partnership. I always thought that was Michelle Bridges' idea, but it wasn't. Uh, so this other woman had, you know, who like had a friend of a friend who knew Michelle. She came up with the idea for the 12-week body transformation and how it was going to run and stuff like that. But she knew she had no following, so she knew she needed a face. So um, she managed to reach out to Michelle and use Michelle's brand that she built from being like a Biggest Loser trainer to um to to launch this thing and so I, I mean i don't know the details of what they split you know in percentage wise uh but that's like an example where um you know you haven't created the idea together but you know maybe one person's bringing the really strong idea and the know-how of how to create something like that and the other person is bringing you know their audience and and things like that mm, that's great i i, I love yeah. that because this is one thing I get all the time. People have these amazing ideas, but 
who is ever going to see it or buy it or read it or listen to it or download yeah. it if what well, you're not going to just sell it to your friends and family on Facebook or and 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 that's being honest like if you yeah. don't have a big following and you're not willing to spend thousands of dollars on advertising because everybody's advertising something these days you need you need somebody to bring that and that might be the thing and it it sounds like that lady it created and that's, I think that was one of like the first 12 week sort of body transformation. One of like a big, first big one. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was like. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been no without Michelle Bridges. And that, that's plain and simple. No, yeah, that's right. It could have been the yeah. best. It could have been the most amazing result based yeah. thing ever, but no one would ever yeah. know about it. And that's plain yeah. and simple, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have another, another tip to share. And I think this is a really important one when you're thinking about the trust element, like especially if you don't know this person that well. Um, and that is to not set up and go into business together straight away, but instead do a project or two or three that you that you do together. And that way you can test how you know how you work together. Like you know you, you'll find you'll work out very quickly actually doing a project together. Um, how what the dynamics going to be like between the two of you and whether you can work those things out or whether you'd just be like hmm. but that way it's yeah it's low commitment for both people so um say there's someone uh so i was talking to a trainer yesterday who was talking about how she'd love to open a studio but she'd really love a partner in that studio uh that's a big undertaking to go in with someone on like a partnership you'd want to know that person pretty well so one way you might you know, might test that out is to do like some some like one-off like workshops together where you put together a workshop and and you know like once the workshop's done there's a nice clean break of like we can go our separate ways now or we really enjoyed this let's do more together and uh actually yeah another trainer who was on that call was saying that uh she did open she did have a partner at her PT studio and they originally ran a retreat together. So they met and they were like, oh, both had this idea for a tr- retreat. So they ran the retreat together. They did another retreat, really liked it. And so that led naturally into opening, you know, a training facility together. Uh, yeah. So start, that would be my recommendation. Start small. So you can see if you like working together and, uh, you know, sometimes as well, like when you first meet someone, you know, they, they're wanting to put their best foot forward and, just like in a marriage, you really need to see this like whole person before you commit to this. <laughs> not you just need a to Tinder see, date. <laughs> yeah, you need to. That's right. It's not just a Tinder date. You need to see. You need to see their dark side. You need to see their flaws. You need to. You need to see all that stuff. You need to be okay with it, uh, because they and they need to see all of yours as well. That's that's just as important to be like upfront, honest from day one. But yeah, projects are great because it it gives a clean break if you're like, this is really effing not working. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can grit it out till it's done. But yeah, if you're committing like tens of thousands of dollars to like a a PT studio or something like that, uh, that makes it much harder and much more costly for everyone to walk away from. Mm, And uh, that's a really good point. I reckon we can finish up nearly with this is whatever you start with, make sure it's that the only real investment I feel is your time. And I think that's a really good point because then 
you know what I mean? Then you're going into it and there's no real expectations. Like there's not, do you know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. can, I know time is precious <laughs> at the moment. We've all got probably more time than we've had before, but it's still a precious commodity, but it doesn't actually, I don't know when, when money and figures come into things, it puts a lot more pressure and strain. And if we go back yeah. to a relationship, that's exactly the same. You look at, you know, what happens in a relationship when money and pressure comes oh, in, yes. that. That's when it, things yeah. normally go wrong. And I feel it's exactly yeah. the same in a business. So why even, or a business or a partnership, why even make that an issue at the start? It's more yeah. about finding if it's a good fit and if you gel yeah, yeah. together and if you can create something that people actually want to listen to, buy, download, view, whatever that might be, be yeah. a part of. Um, I yeah. think that's a really good point. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be even a series of like collaborative like social media posts, just thinking of an idea where you, you know, you just, that's, that's like a project we have to get together and maybe film, you know, the videos together and stuff like that. And that, that is going to, that is going to uh, teach you a lot about um, how you guys work together. Yeah. And, and as well with that, like that sound, some people think that's very easy and it's very simple, but um, then you rock up and the other person may have like a really nice camera. They might have wireless microphones of a tripod. They might have lighting. Whereas you've just been yeah. doing yours on an iPhone and you're like, Oh wow. Like, and straight away your quality that you see improves because yeah. now yeah. the videos you're producing, they're going on your socials as well. And yeah. you're like, wow, how much better is this? And how much better is the quality? And Oh, this is, I never knew you could do this. So yeah. Yes, that's a simple project, but you could already learn so much from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Start small. Or like, they, I think that's, that's so good. Or they turn up, yeah, like 15 minutes late or they <laughs> cancel last minute on you or something like that. And that's like great because now you're like very early See you on later. finding out if this person's reliable or not. Uh, you know, maybe you give them benefit of the doubt a second time. But, yeah, certainly you, you're discovering that before yeah, you've committed lots of time and lots of money together. Yeah, that and and that is so true. And you're always going to give people the benefit of the doubt, but if somebody is constantly making excuses or not there or not pulling their weight, yeah, yeah. then do you know what? Like, no bad feelings, but this just doesn't work. Thanks for yeah. you know, and you may <laughs> stay in contact and stuff like that, but it's it, do you know what? Let's relate it back to Tinder. That's essentially when I was on Tinder, you would give it a couple of goes on a date. If you didn't gel, like no hard feelings, you move on. Yeah. And I I think that's exactly the same for business partnership. If it doesn't yeah. work, yeah. don't force it. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. somebody else out there. You look look at how many trainers there are out there. Look how many people are in the fitness industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. There is somebody out there that will partner up really well with you, that will complement what you do, and you'll enjoy the partnership and you'll grow together. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love sort of the dating analogy. You're like, yeah, it's like, I think you're partnering with something. How can you go on a few dates first? Like what are some <laughs> date, date projects you can do? Well, we went on a date. Eventually we the weekend away. Yeah. Went, yeah. That's, and that's one of the first things that like when someone reaches out to me, I'm like, let's jump on a call. Like even when I was in Melbourne, I could often meet up with them. And then, and I just feel like, yeah, you can get much better reading on the person than you can through email. Or Ooh, email's like yuck. So, that's always like emails are gross i really despise emails and the reason being (laughs) is you just you you don't get in you don't understand it first of all you can't pick their tone up and we go this could be another whole topic but you 
I understand, particularly with trainers, people reach out by email a lot because they're nervous about signing up to come to our sessions. I do get that. Yeah. But how much better is it when you just ring them straight back? If they answer, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's no comparison. It, yeah. It'll save you so much time from going back <laughs> and forth. And it, not only that, it'll make people feel at ease because they are, oh, it sounded really nice on the phone and um, I, had yeah. a, I had a connection. And then when they come and sign up, it's exactly the same as a partnership. So, yes, if you can do it face to face, amazing. If not, get on Zoom. Third option, I feel, is get on a phone call. Don't do it by email. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Emails are yuck. Yeah. Ugh. Get on a call. Yeah, call as quick as possible. Uh, all right. right yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Right now. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I actually didn't really think of it. I didn't think of much this week. Sorry, mate. I've, uh, that's all right. Got, we've got a few things I know personally that we've got a couple of things in the pipeline that we've been working on. And good evidence, again, of a partnership just evolving um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so that's something exciting. And I've got another project that uh, I'll probably be able to announce next week. But um, besides that, yeah, um, besides that, it's uh, I've been doing so many screen fatigue, so many webinars, um, mm. which, which is great. Like I, was, I think I wrote a list the other day. I've, I've worked with car dealerships, hairdressers, schools, youth groups. Uh, I've got one coming up in Darwin, China, the Philippines, and New York. Um, and that's <laughs> in the space of three weeks. So wow. yes, COVID is making life hard and I can't travel, but I don't know, you, you can make things happen. So I'm really grateful for the internet and um, that there are so many options out there today that you can still have an impact while I'm mm. sitting in my office. So that's mm. probably my sort of bit of gratitude today for uh, that things aren't the best, but you can still find a way to do what you love. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, my thing this week is uh, if you just for bootcraft members, if you're listening, I feel a bit bad excluding people, but no, don't. Uh, using this group. So I'm running, I had some spots. I realized I opened up my schedule for mentoring. So I'm taking some calls at the moment. There's only a few limited spots. So if you want, um, if you're a Bootcraft member, you should see a notification on Bootcraft when you log in, just uh, telling you sort of how you can put in a form to jump in on one of those sessions. But yeah, it's just really an opportunity you know, what I'm discovering is that a lot of trainers are getting to a point at the moment where they're, they are re sort of, they're looking at like relaunching and rebuilding their business or adding something new to it. Maybe they want to keep doing their virtual stuff. A lot of questions. So if you're just looking for someone to bounce ideas off of and have a listen to what you are trying to create and give you a bit of accountability, then um, yeah, absolutely jump in on one of those. So through Bootcraft or if you're in the uh, Bootcraft Facebook group, uh, then you can find the link there too. Um, and I and I think as well, um, if look what Kyle's built. If you if you are listening and, and you're not part of the group, send him an email and reach out. Like he'd be a great coach. I'm pumping your tires up a little bit here, mate. But <laughs> um, the skill set you have for what trainers are going through at the moment with the online side of things. Um, it, I wish I had a you know seven eight years ago done this now but invest in somebody that's already doing where i want to go and for me yes you can figure things out but it takes you a long time whereas 
you know, yeah. jumping on a call with yourself, you know, employing you as a coach or a mentor for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, that was one of the, one of the best bit of advice I give people now is if somebody's doing what you want to do and they're doing it well, reach out to them and you may have to pay, but it'll be the best investment you do. So, um, yeah. and, and I know you've had a coach for a long time and um, I've had different mentors and I've now got a coach, but um, I know that scared me paying for someone. And I was always like, I don't need, I, don't, I shouldn't need that, but that's not true. You can save years of hassle of figuring uh, things out and go to the best. Uh, and I think what everyone's about to embark on, particularly with the virtual, you know, building a virtual community, you are the best at it. So if you're not part of the group, reach out to Kyle anyway, because I know how good he is at what he does. Thanks, man. My pleasure. My pleasure, mate. That's good. <laughs> he, and right, Kyle didn't tell that. me to say that. He did not tell me to say that. That, that is straight from the heart. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that. My pleasure, mate. All right. On that uh, lovey-dovey note, uh, <laughs> we'll wrap up another another great episode. Beautiful. All right, guys. Have a great week. Thanks, mate.